Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! about dicks in the mix you got the desk not telling you where it's at Stephen gord oh my lord bowing down to bone bat podcasting your asses and nerdy massive classes speak the speak of the geek to all the internet masses take your glasses off the set i'm dropping bombs on your dome in your home pull your bootstraps up it's time to burn chrome dirty jokes from the nerdy blokes chewing on them curvy loads of that quirky counterculture wrapped up in their wordy show b-movie holy men wombat metalhead politics amen independent artist friends renaissance casters of the full fan spectrum nonchalant notables break through the bedlam of bullshit quick wit crickets of the populace Vulcan with some romulus rolling prime like optimus Oh, shine. 
What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 215 of the Bone Bash Show. This is Steve. And this is Gord. How's it going, man? Steve, I got to tell you, I'm doing this show with wet ears. Wet ears? Wet ears. I jumped in the pool just prior to the show and then got out of the pool, as one does if you're going to podcast, and put my headphones on and uh, doing the thing where I'm wearing headphones over wet ears. And it's just it's just a weird way to podcast. It's a weird way to feel my inner ears will not dry during the course of this podcast. And, and on top of that, I'm certain your lovely bride enjoys you tracking water all over the house. That's probably great. Yeah, well, it evaporates like before it even touches the floor, so that's okay. <laughs> I see. This is, we're recording this on July 3, we a are. day that will live in infamy. Uh, an important date in history. Yes. And uh, for, if you're looking backwards in time, this is when there was... Uh, like 49 feet of rain in Chicago. The American South is still suffering under the heat dome. And Northern California, we're, we're coming out of our little mini heat wave here. And my my office, from which I am podcasting right now, the thermometer reads 88.3 degrees. And my ears are all wet. But it's a dry heat. It's not between my ears. <laughs> Right on. That's a big old wet sloppy brain in there. Well, in addition to brains. us recording Sorry. on the anniversary 39 years ago of the date that the canisters of 245 trioxin were cracked open in Louisville, Kentucky, and they had to nuke the entire city to prevent the zombie outbreak. In addition to that, it's also a mere one week since we last recorded, which is a little bit ambitious for us. Super ambitious. We've been quiet, but you know what? Musical guests like kind of dropped into place for us, and uh, what we're doing is a jumbo bonus July gourd. It's like when you have chili night two nights in a row. It's that's, just like so much good stuff so close together. That's right. I mean, previously we were slacking, and now we're packing, which is no surprise because <laughs> I've been packing my slacks for a while, gourd. You're <laughs> slacking, packing. <laughs> <laughs> You're slacking, packing, cracking, slacking Steve. and packing. Yeah, <laughs> me, I'm I'm slinking and stinking <laughs> of chlorine. Yes, yes, I am. Right on. Well, our musical guest tonight is the one and only Thomas Andrew Doyle, or as you may know him, Tad of Tad and Brothers of the Sonic Cloth fame. He is currently doing a ton of soundtrack scoring work and ambient music and electronic stuff, different kinds of things. He just dropped a brand new release called Forgotten Sciences, and so we're going to be playing some cuts from that, some of his other recent work, and having an interview with him later in the show. So stay tuned for that. Hey, hey Steve. Yeah, Gord. Before this conversation gets too awkward, you know what pisses me off? What's that, Gord? They closed my Regal Theater here in town. I had a really Did they nice... close it while you were watching Across yes, the Spider-Verse for the third time? They just walked in the middle of the theater. We're closed! No, they closed it prior to that. We're tired of your shit. <laughs> <laughs> closed the entire theater, put people out of jobs because just, you were annoying. Yeah, that happens. It's a real thing. No, they they clo I, we have two regals in town. One's really great and one's okay. And they closed the really great one. Ah, 
And I got that Regal Unlimited thing, which now is more difficult to use since they do the thing where it's like, well, we've only got four screens, so we're going to use three and a half of them to show the same goddamn Superman Flash shit feature. Well, that seems like it's Regal Limited now, isn't it? I suppose it is. <laughs> and I went out to another town to take in their Regal, and then it made me appreciate mine. Oh, my God, there's some bad Regals out there, let me tell you. <laughs> it's like in fucking Moss Eisley. Next to the casino. <laughs> next to but the after, after Luke had left, so it's just like severed arms, Icker. You know, Icker or Icor? Well, on Moss Eisley, it's Icker. Okay. You know, like the guy that flew too close to the sun. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) I have no idea. I could be completely wrong. Do not listen to me, children. What about you, Steve? What what pisses you off besides the way I pronounce things? You know what pisses me off? So I have more walking problems lately. We've been talking about that pissing me off lately. The other day, we're out walking, and there's this sweet little old lady behind us, and she's walking with, like, hiking poles. And she's going at a brisk pace, like, chink, 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 along the trail. And so we walk and we pass her, and we're a little ahead. But then, all of a sudden, I hear her gaining on on us. And the, the sound of the ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk started really, like, making me, like, stressed out. Like, I was like... <laughs> Fucking, I could look back, and she was, you know, she's like 30 feet behind or something. Ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk. I'm starting to go faster. I look back. She's still 30 feet behind. Ka-chunk, ka-chunk. I'm like, we got to get off this fucking trail. <laughs> this is totally freaking me out, man. And I know there's nothing wrong. It's just like this psychological sound of ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk coming after me incessantly, unstoppably. And we had to turn off and go on another trail to get home because it was just too much. So Terminator lady fucking pisses me off when she's walking behind me. I can't wow. have that. That's, it's too much. It's just too much. That's weird. That's like something that would piss me off. And then you'd spend the next 10 minutes going, no, tell me about this sound, Gordon. Why did the sound bother you? I guess you I described though, it, it pretty good. It's you know, you did. You did it really well. Yeah. yeah. But just hiking poles, like I know, like, you know, my conscious mind is like, oh, she's just a nice lady out for a stroll like we are. She might be a mean lady. But my reptilian brain's like, fucking robot overlords, run! (laughs) With those hiking poles, you know that she hasn't sat down and broken her phone. That's true. She probably hasn't. When she started to She's probably trying to catch up you to share a pole. She caught herself with her pole. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Glad you didn't have to carry her out of there. So, yeah, that's what pisses me off, man. Okay. Well, we both have some pretty odd piss off this week. Then I guess we should listen to a tune that's funny because the song that I've chosen has a sort of machine-like quality. So this is from Forgotten Sciences by Thomas Andrew Doyle, Part 3, Machine Noises Sing.
right, once again, that was Thomas Andrew Doyle with the new cut, Machine Noises Sing, part three of Forgotten Sciences on Incineration Ceremony Records, brand new. You can get it today from Bandcamp. And uh, joining us now, Thomas Andrew Doyle himself. Tad, how you doing, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on the show again. Thanks for being here yeah. again, man. Uh, you, you've been so prolific, I feel bad that there's actually been like five releases since we spoke last. So I, I feel like I'm slacking, but uh, it's a testament to how busy you are staying. And that's in addition to like full-time production duties, man. Yeah, that's that's the truth. Uh, uh, had three actual full-lengths come out this year. And... Uh, a partial another one's on its way i don't know if it'll make it out before the end of the year but i'm working on it you're like the hardest working man in showbiz that's a that's a <laughs> lot to be putting out in a year all right well the thing is is i i've been working on a lot of this for or, or you know a forgotten sciences i started two and a half years ago oh wow okay and uh i started working on it and uh it seemed like i was always busy with other people's music and this year a uh, couple three months ago i decided i'm not going to take on any new projects outside of me working on my stuff so i could get some of this stuff done and uh it was probably the best thing i ever did best decision i made because you know if you're you're not living your full potential of what your your heart tells you um you know you can get uh get in a bad space spiritually mentally and physically so sure i decided it was time to uh to get some stuff done yeah that's why steve's opened that second bag of pork rinds for this interview that's right i I feel like you need to do it your way that's that's really it yeah you know it's interesting too that uh these different projects you've been working on are pretty varied in tone uh you know suspended and static that you did with pegadeth that has like this this kind of very sort of groovy deep tone to it you know obviously owing to her bass that sort of scratches the same itch that i get when i'm listening to like yob or sun you know bands like that and then eternal nameless to me I, i like that because you know i'm working and i've got that playing in the background and sure i'm still working on a spreadsheet i'm just crunching numbers but i feel like i'm doing it on a spaceship which is awesome (laughs) and then well that's cool and then now with forgotten sciences there's a lot of different cool textures on this one it's it's still kind of i i can tell by the construction of it of a piece but you're doing a lot of different things on it and also vocals for maybe the first time in a big bad way uh what was the sort of inspiration for some of the forgotten sciences stuff since this is going to be our audience's first time to hear it well uh a lot of it is uh you know going through extreme depression and uh anxiety um as a result of i don't know if covid was the result but that's when it really started kicking into high gear and uh i i was losing a lot of sleep I wasn't getting a hell of a lot of sleep at all. I'd go to bed at like 9.30 or 10, and my eyes would go wide open anywhere between 2 and 3 a.m. And That's I brutal. get back to sleep, yeah. So part of it was, it's like I thought, you know, I'm I, I'm getting older, so I go, God, I, gotta, I got so much stuff, so much music I got to get done, and, and it's not going to happen with me laying here. 
And uh, so that came into play, um, thinking that I didn't have enough time and uh, the mind living in the future and the past and uh, instead of just being in the present moment and realizing that all I got to do is sleep right now. I don't have to do anything. And I'm going to be better off if I just sleep and let things be. And then, you know, as a result of all that, uh, the anti-mental health has a heyday with sleep deprivation and, uh, you know, thinking that you don't have enough time, it, it creates a lot of anxiety for me. And well, sure, uh, that's a vicious circle of, okay, if I don't get to sleep right now, then, you know, I'm going to be useless tomorrow, whatever. And then that makes you not be able to sleep. Yeah. I yeah. Totally then you lay that. in bed worrying about the fact that you're not getting sleep because you're worrying about not getting sleep. Gow, we, we need to control all delete for our minds. <laughs> yeah. Sometime. Wait a minute. Were you yeah. guys, were you guys in, in the same room with me when that happened? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you understand. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of universal coming out of, coming out of pandemic because everybody's routine was, inexorably altered right yeah well as as a result i sought you know my wife told me that we have a, a mental health benefit with our health insurance and i go well hell i should probably check into that so i did and uh and it was the best decision i made i uh started getting a uh having therapy sessions and talking shit out with somebody of a non-judgmental ilk Mm-hmm. And uh, it was good. It, I got a lot of stuff out of the way, and uh, as a result, I get you know a full night's sleep again. But in the meantime, forgotten sciences—that's what it was about—is like, don't, you know, you forget that all, the only thing that really matters is the present moment, mm-hmm. and that's really all we have because the past is an illusion of our perception of what what happened in our life. And the, the future is definitely, uh, it, it's a fantasy. You know, you never know what's going to happen and you can't predict it. So why even try? So it, this, this whole thing was kind of like a, a note to self to stay in the present moment and uh, don't worry about shit. And uh, there's some lyrics to that effect in the song as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being, uh, being in, the, in the, 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 the horrible side of things like, time dripping like molasses it seems like you know when you're trying to sleep you know every every time you think god when's this going to end and you look at your clock again it's like oh it's only 10 minutes later you know? <laughs> yeah. i'm not i'm sorry and, i'm laughing but i can yeah, i can completely identify with that like how the how long is this bit okay it's been seven and a half minutes <sighs> yeah and, you know, and, and I just started looking for answers any way I could, you know, with uh, with uh, any kind of uh, help that I could get anywhere. I started seeking um, not with booze or drugs or anything, but, you know, everything else. And uh, so I found a lot of answers and I'm continuing to find answers because uh, I, I'm teachable and I've got a long ways to go, I, you know. I, I've, I haven't arrived yet. <laughs> so, uh, and I don't think I ever will. But uh, yeah, that's basically the gist of Forgotten Sciences is just remembering who you are in the universe and that things aren't as important as you think they are. And really, the 
the only thing that matters is right now in this moment. Well, I'm glad it sounds like right now in this moment that you're in a better place and you've been on a road that has been productive turning out this amazing new album. Yeah, it's been good. And that's a much deeper, you know, explanation of it than, you know, oh, I was listening to a lot of Tangerine Dream during pandemic, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. No, you know, the thing is, is uh, I I don't get out much, so I don't listen to a lot of, I don't go to shows anymore. Um, But uh, I do listen to a lot of music and, uh, you know, YouTube music's been great for that. Um, I actually have a Spotify account that I listen to music on and I started discovering a lot of things that I wouldn't have normally listened to on my own. Mm-hmm. See, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> but, I tried. You know, I really tried to get Steve on He tries on to get Spotify. me on Spotify and I am, I am no man's ATM paying a monthly fee. So I, I load no, up my I, CDs, I, my physical media. I'll die with that in my hands, you know? I'm with you, Steve. And that's the thing, you know, had I not had a family member that had a family account, I would not be on it at all. I wouldn't. And because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of grumpy with that kind of shit. I, I, I hate a company that takes advantage of all this music and doesn't pay out anything. Yeah, exactly. You know? Supporting independent musicians is kind of what we try to be about all the time. And Spotify you seems like a poor the way to CD. do that. And still go to the show. You just use it like a tool to find more stuff you're going to buy CDs of and go to shows of. I, I guess so. Yeah, but uh. I, I, not to argue the point here, Gord. But <laughs> no, I think, go, go for it. I, I think that uh, if you have Spotify, there really is no impetus to buy anything because you have it right there and you can have it anytime. It's convenient. You don't have to get up and flip the record onto another side. And uh, you can listen in a personal space without even anybody even knowing, you know, other than them maybe even seeing that you have earbuds in. But uh, yeah, I yeah, there know. is that. I'm I'm blessed, cursed to live in a place with real crap internet. So uh, <laughs> I do actually need to buy uh, physical media to uh, to take it with me as I hit the road. But no, yeah, I, I think I, for like 99% of the country, you're, you're right. And sometimes I have to remind myself, like, oh, I have to buy the uh, the new Clutch album that I've listened to 50 times on Spotify, but I still don't own yet. And then you go, click buy. Oh, that's nice. I'm, I'm glad you're one of those people because I, I think they're few and far between. Yeah, not trying to virtue signal here, but um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's how I roll. And I think uh, I think... We ought to remind our fans that they need to do that as well. But they can still use Spotify, Steve, to find new bands. Spotify can uh-huh. eat shit, Gordon. I said it there. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, not brought to you by Spotify. So, right. you know, I was wondering as I was listening to some of the longer stuff. So uh, I was also checking out uh, Eternal Nameless, which is also kind of an extended piece. And I started wondering kind of your approach. Are these songs like so meticulously planned that parts of them sound improvised or is it so well improvised that it sounds meticulously planned? Well, I I don't know about meticulous on either end of the scale, but um, (laughs) I would say that I would say that there is some uh, on the fly type of stuff that's being 
created, and then I just build on that. And that's kind of how I roll anyway, because mm-hmm. I'm a one-man show at this point. Um, since suspended and static, and before that I was as well. But I, I have ideas, and I'll, I'll kind of play them out and see if I like it. And I, I have amassed a fuck ton of music that <laughs> nobody even hears that I have on a, a drive that I can access anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will, I can refer to it and I can listen to it. And that's more of my process is listening than creating. I listen and I go, okay, I like this and I don't particularly care for this. So I'm going to do some editing and then I'll, the editing will spur something else and I'll add subtract and most of it is really taken away mm-hmm. uh, things that I've done because you know, a lot of these pieces for instance Forgotten Sciences was about 55 minutes one piece mm-hmm. and uh, I had to edit that down to uh, 40, 40 minutes to even fit on a record and then Bandcamp doesn't like large file sizes, so I had to make smaller chunks of the song, and then I had to come up with names for them all, you know. <laughs> and uh, it, it was a lot of work, you know. <laughs> I wish, like, yeah. you know, I wish Bandcamp could uh, really let me fly and do my thing, but I will not be stopped. <laughs> I will only find hope a to way. Contain you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting because it almost sounds like your approach is almost something akin to like musical whittling that you're or, or sculpting. You're trying to get to the the main thing underneath, and you have to go through a few things to get there. Yeah, certainly, that's a good way to describe it too. And, and there is some some creation involved in it, and then most of it is like listening and refining and going. You know, many times listening. I you know I. I grateful my wife doesn't have to sit through that because I listen to the same stuff a lot and even when I'm creating it I'll do that I'll play something over and over Mm -hmm. until I get it the way I want it and then I'll leave it alone put it on the drive listen to it a few times Um, and then at that point I'll move it to another folder of keep Mm -hmm. or just uh, another folder that's just like maybe okay you know and and then I've gotten so much stuff that I had to start doing archives and I have a Excel spreadsheet that I had to create with file paths and hard drives and names and links <laughs> links of the music, um, a brief description of what I think it sounds like, just so I can remember it without having to open it up and listen. Yeah, sure. And uh sometimes these things are married together and, and Frankenstein is born, you know, <laughs> right. uh, many different pieces come together as one. And uh, that's kind of what happens in my world these days. <laughs> so how is uh, working with your wife on suspended in static different from this process that you're describing? Well, she led the, uh, the process on that one. Um, I just bought this Moog matriarch synthesizer and um, it was new to both of us and um, she came in and we were hanging out and she says wow that thing's cool and, uh, <laughs> and I'm like yeah you want to play it and so she sat down and started playing something and I just 
being the audio nerd engineer that I am, I had I had it prepared to record and uh-huh. I just hit record. She didn't know and we just went went with it and uh, it was all one long again, another one long take that she did initially by herself. Wow. Um, so then we, we chopped that down to a a more reasonable piece size and I added my part to it once I got it to where I thought that I could do something with it. And that's it. It's, it's all, I believe it's all just Moog Matriarch, the whole thing. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I thought that it might've had like some bass that had been modulated or some things like that since she's a bass player. Yeah, well, she plays a lot of things. Oh, okay. Uh, she's a multi-instrumentalist as well, oh, and she nice. says, no, I'm not, but she is. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, she sits down and plays piano, and it just sounds gorgeous to me. And I say, wow, you're a piano player. And she goes, no, I'm not. <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> I don't get into it with her, but whatever she wants to think. But, uh, <laughs> Wise man. I, I think if you pick up an instrument and you're playing it, that you are a instrument player. Yeah, sure. It doesn't matter whether you've been trained or understand it. If you're having a relationship with that instrument in your own personal way at that moment, that that is a, a joyful experience in most cases. For me, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. Sure. So uh, when last time we spoke, I believe you had mentioned that you were kind of on the lookout for film scoring opportunities. Have you had a chance yet to uh, make that happen? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Yes, the answer is, the short answer. Right on. Um, The first one is uh, a friend of mine let me know about another friend that was making a stop-motion movie. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, it's... it's Those are so uh, little work. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So it's it's a guy that used to be around here in Seattle area, and his name's uh, Michael Levine. He's a famous rock photographer. Okay. And if you, you Google that up, you'll see a lot of the people that he has photographed. But he, like you know many of us in uh, at least my age, I'm saying, uh, you, you want to try something different. And uh, that's why I got into this whole thing. But he decided he wanted to do some stop motion pictures and uh he had this uh this series that he started he's already completed the second one of which i i scored the trailer for the uh the second iteration and it's called the dark odyssey and uh it's a sci-fi um stop motion thing and it's got a great original story uh, it has its own language that he created. He created all of the the costumes for these figures, all the backgrounds, uh, and he did the original sc- scoring himself for the first one and mm-hmm. the second one. But he asked me to come on to do the the score for the the trailer, and uh, I was really excited about that. And uh, so I did it, and he liked it, and. Uh, we decided that we're going to work together on the, the dark odyssey three. Right on. And, uh, if you go to the dark odyssey on the web, you'll see it. And, uh, my YouTube channel also has the score that I did for the trailer. 
And uh, so that that happened. And Fantastic. this is coming down the pipe. Well, yeah, um, another thing is, is there's an English filmmaker in Britain, uh, the UK, go figure. <laughs> and uh, a lot of them there. He's making a different kind of horror film. And uh, he just finished shooting it and he's in the process of editing. And we'd been talking for a while, a mutual friend of ours. You know, it's it's the people you know a lot of times. Yeah, not, sure. The not connections. what you know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this guy uh, introduced me to this filmmaker, director, and uh, his production company is Black Octopus Productions out of the UK. And he's done a few films. And uh, he heard my work my records that are mm -hmm. on Bandcamp, and uh, we started the dialogue and he said he'd love to have me do the score for his first good budgeted film, Kara. It's a different kind of horror film. And that's why I say that because it really is a different kind of horror film. So right I'm on. working on that and I, I I'm, can't wait to get really deep into it because I'm, I'm just excited about that type of thing. And uh, I, I like the guy already, and he seems to be really good to work with. And uh, so that's that's in place. And that will probably take me well into next year, and maybe even by midsummer or the fall of 2024, you might see it coming out. Fantastic. Well, if you know anything about us, we definitely have an affinity for the horror film. So uh, I look forward to seeing more of that. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I feel the same way. So you've got that going. You're also working on this fourth release for 2023. Are you doing any heavy stuff? Will there be any more Brothers of the Sonic Cloth or things like that in the future? You know, I don't discount anything because uh, life is like that. Mm -hmm. um, however, I, I'm moving more towards composing and soundtrack work. Okay. And that's kind of where that's where my heart is, and that's where it lies. And like Danny and, Elfman and before you, right? Yeah, and many others too. <laughs> you know, uh, John Carpenter, and sure, the, the master of horror himself, and. Uh, and I had no idea that John Carpenter scored a lot of his own stuff. Oh, and, yeah. And he, I had no idea. You know, I just found that out this year, and I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. So, uh, dude's talented. But well, and he still tours, anyway. too, with his son and I think, like, his nephew. And so they'll come and they'll yeah. play, like, you know, tracks from Halloween and Big Trouble in Little China and various things. Yeah. yeah it was in Seattle, like, yeah, a year well, ago. Yeah, you know that... Uh, the guitar player, God, I can't even remember their name of the band. Very famous band from England. He also plays with his son. Oh, okay. So there's all three of them. I think if you go look on a on the website, it'll you'll go. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, again, thank you so much for joining us on the show, and congratulations on the release of Forgotten Sciences. As we promised, we always ask every guest on the show. Tad, what pisses you off, man? What pisses me off is being pissed off, to it's be honest. I, mean, right? I, I don't like being pissed off, and it's a waste of energy, and I don't do it anymore. I try to steer clear of it because it's an energy suck. Ah, you're a better man than me. 
So well, I'm pissed off at Spotify that. right now, Tad. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> no, maybe and not. me by extension. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> you know, I pick I pick my battles now. You know, I, I, there's not a hell of a lot I like to fight about or get upset about. So sure, right on. If if I do get upset about something or hate something, it's it's a reflection of me more than anything. It's a good way to look at it, sir. All right. Well, uh, why don't you introduce this next song? All right. Well, uh, this next song is part eight, Truth. And uh, it's got quite a bit of the lyrics in there I was talking about. But uh, it's a, a sweet little piece towards the end that kind of sums up coming out of depression and uh, anxiety. is 
Once again, thank you to Thomas Andrew Doyle for joining us on the show. That tune, once again, was Part 8, The Truth, from Forgotten Sciences, brand new on Incineration Ceremony Records. And you can find that at thomasandrewdoyle.bandcamp.com. So, dude, uh, got any weird stuff this week? Yeah, I, I do. I really liked, I gotta say, I really liked last week's weird stuff. I think you got a high bar there now. Oh, man, I don't know if I can live up to that this week because... Uh, hell was a lot of fun. We're going to Traverse City, Michigan. You know there's San- a hell, Michigan? Uh, there's, a, there's a hell, Michigan? There Maybe it was named Michigan. by yeah. Polish immigrants. Like, people used to go there and uh, mail postcards and shit because then you would have uh, some proof that you'd gone to hell, Michigan. The uh, zip code for hell, Michigan, incidentally, is 48169. It's not uh, not six six six. It is not. Just like the the bus route is not. No, not anymore. Yeah. You know, we didn't really follow up on that. I don't know why you you change it from hell to blowjobs. It seems like that is a, <laughs> an interesting way to go when you're trying to clean up your bus route. It was six six nine. I don't I don't know. Yeah, that. that's right. So it's got sixty nine right in there. Well, yeah, in there. I mean, it's not the whole thing. You're, no, but it's not like you can't see it. <laughs> it's right there on Front Street. Or on uh, the back streets, if you will. Because the Poles are a humorous people. Ah, okay. Well, good on them. I'm glad that they subtly well, winked and nudged their way yeah. into still having a dirty bus route. Uh, <laughs> on a dirty back road. A lot of people don't know, but Lech Walensa was a stand-up comedian before he became a uh, labor organizer and helped bring down the Soviet Union. Is that true? That's absolutely false. I made that up right now. You should never listen to me. Anytime I say, a lot of people don't know, it's like, okay, that's that's signaling. I'm about to lie, and I'm making it up, and I'm stalling and for time uh, to try to, like... Yeah, it's, then it's ironic that you have a podcast, and nobody should listen to you. Yeah, well... It's true. If you're listening to this podcast, I can tell you safely that you are screwing up. <laughs> there's, there's stuff you could be, you could be expanding your mind. You could be learning Spanish or something. Come on, that's what are you great. doing listening that's, to this that's podcast? Exactly what we need less listeners. People do the opposite of what you tell them to do. Yeah, I don't think that works to, except for like five year olds and me. <laughs> Anyway, Gord's weird stuff. What do you got, bud? Oh, my God. Traverse City, Michigan. A sandwich was identified as a weapon in an alleged assault in Grand Traverse County. Did it have mayo on it? I'm assuming it did. A 62-year-old Garfield Township woman is in custody at the county jail after she was accused of assaulting a male acquaintance with the sandwich. Captain Chris Clark said the police were called at 3.31 p.m. Monday about the alleged assault. The woman told deputies that she had been offering her male acquaintance a bite of her sandwich when it fell and hit him in the face. The man told police he felt threatened by her actions and accused her of assaulting him with the sandwich. They examined the evidence, which cracks me up. I can just imagine, like, 
taking photographs, running lines of thread, looking at angles. <laughs> There's like know? a chalk line around the sandwich. <laughs> Leaving those little <laughs> evidence markers on the ground where they next to the pickles and things that fell. <laughs> The police examined this evidence and described the sandwich as intact yet floppy. I don't even know. I have Apparently, a question. Now, Jordan, I have a lot of... you would be holding the sandwich like waist height or chest height, and then you'd have to hand it up to somebody's mouth. Was she offering him the sandwich from like upstairs? Was he laying down with like his mouth open deck? and she was dropping bits there was of like sandwich? There like a deck in? above, like on the second floor, and she was like, hey, Bill. Maybe she's flap, whap. Maybe she's taller than he is. Maybe maybe he's a shrimpy little man, and and she's like a six foot two um, sandwich fan. I don't. I don't know. Was he in repose? There's so many questions. The main question I have, though, I think is answered. What kind of sandwich is it, Steve? Obviously, if it was an assault, it was a what club. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's right. That yes. feels right. That feels right to me too. The case remains under investigation. That's my weird stuff for the week. Slow times in Traverse City, Michigan. When the cops get called on a sandwich assault. That is like yeah, I, I think that wouldn't you have to say if you were the cop, like, guys, find something to do. That's preposterous. Yes, I think so. I think you'd have to say exactly those words. Like, we could be stopping actual crimes right now, and instead, we're sitting here chalk outlining <laughs> foot long. <laughs> oh, my God. It reminds me of, uh, I just watched that episode of Atlanta where the woman is trying to get the cops to come to arrest everyone, her her nephews and her sister, because her sis, she says her sister has kidnapped her father. She's just like the most awful relative. And then at the end, she's trying to get the cops to arrest the other cops because no one's doing what she's saying. <laughs> They're just trying their best to be patient and make it through the day. Yeah, jeez. Jeez. Cheese. Cheese. I see. Yeah. Must. Or you do that. <laughs> All right. On. All right. Well, why don't we listen to another tune? Let's do it. Since the case remains under investigation, I'll be looking for an update on this. Okay, yeah, this is not an wait, open. Wait, 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 wait! You what? didn't say alcohol. You you didn't finish this. Alcohol was involved in the incident. Clark said. I woman... said what I had to say. Do you really want me to go? Yes, alcohol was involved in the incident. Did she have like a quart of gin with the sandwich, <laughs> or like how how did that part happen? Why well, I'm guessing she was probably acting like a, a drunk person just assaulting people with the sandwich. She Listen, blew a point oh two. Best sandwich I ever had. I was, I was trying you to hand him a sandwich. No, I don't want your sandwich. Come on, take a bite. Take, try the sandwich. Take a bite from a great height. Come on, <laughs> put it in your mouth. <laughs> That's so weird. Now I feel you, Oogie. We should listen yeah, you to a should. song. Would you please? All right, another one from Thomas Andrew Doyle on Incineration Ceremony Records. This release came out earlier this year. Uh, Thomas Andrew Doyle did this uh, album with Pegadeth, his wife, uh, on uh, Moog keyboards, as he mentioned in the interview. This is taken from Suspended Static, End Times Arcade.
Hi, my name is Thomas Andrew Doyle, also known as Tad Doyle, and you're listening to The Bone Bat Show. All right, once again, that was End Times Arcade, taken from 2023 Suspended in Static by Thomas Andrew Doyle and Pegadeth. So, Gord, uh, multimedia triage time. What have you been digging this week? You know, I've been digging a few things. Yeah. The Warrior just started. Or, I oh, guess did it's it? Warrior. Shit, I didn't Warrior. know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. New season, uh, first three episodes were just released. I've, I've watched two of them. They continue with the martial arts, Old West, San Francisco, in the times of uh, the Chinese Exclusion Act. This is just a, a continuation of... Bruce Lee's idea for a TV show, and they they carried it forward. They got some new talent, and most of the old talent still. It's freaking rocking. Check it out. Yeah, that was, the season one is fabulous. I really enjoyed that, and I was looking forward to it. So I will be checking that out as well. What season one? Weren't the, aren't we in season three now? Oh, are we? Okay, then season three. I watched The Diplomat. Have you watched this? No, I haven't even heard of it. Okay, it's on Netflix. Uh, the complete first season is done, and a number of people that appreciate acting kept telling me, oh, you got to watch The Diplomat. It's about a woman who becomes the ambassador to Great Britain in modern times. They don't quite say who the president is. I mean, he's he's a fictional character, but there's a episode one, you know, right away, there is an attack on a British ship, and... This woman gets tapped to be the new ambassador to Great Britain, and she's uh, kind of a fish out of water, really more of a, a career go to go to some benighted hellscape and try to help people out, try to advance American interests and do good at the same time. And then she's thrust into this very, very ambassadorial, if that's a word, role. Um, it's got... It's got actors in it you've seen and things, and this is just really a, a series to watch and just enjoy them delivering the lines. There's a lot of subtlety to the story, a lot of, oh, how did that actor do all that with, like, two words and a bunch of stuff hmm. with his face kind of stuff? Okay. Although you should note, the British Prime Minister is played by Roy Kinnear. Oh, okay. The, he was the guy that was in, like, every role in Men, right? Um... Yeah, that's right. I was thinking he was also the British Prime Minister in the first episode of Black Mirror. Oh, okay. Well, However, in this, he has not had carnal relations with the pig. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not to the season finale yet. <laughs> so I guess no, I have. I have oh, okay. gone to the season finale. <laughs> I have a feeling there's a season two. No news on if it involves a pig. Right on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check out The Diplomat if you want to watch something that, that's sort of brisk and, and mostly dialogue-heavy and you have to keep track of things. It's not like a bunch of gunfights and space lasers and crap. It's not like the usual stuff we watch. Very few zombies are involved. Still uh, absolutely uh, worth your time if you're into that sort of thing. Right on. And then I saw a movie, which you absolutely are not going to see. I watched... Um, New Wes Anderson film, Asteroid City. Why would I not go see that? That actually looked charming. Uh, I was interested. The color palette was interesting, and it looked kind of fun. And then every review I've heard said it was a total piece of shit. So I'm well, kind of surprised uh, that you saw it so soon, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about it. 
I'm going to break the streak because it was a wonderful movie. It was a lot of fun and I loved it. And it was beautifully shot. If you want to just nerd out on the way each scene is framed and shot, it's wonderful. If you want to just watch a silly little story and a meta story, you should watch it. If you want to watch actors have fun, you should watch it. I loved it. I really loved it. But really? it seemed okay. like the kind of movie that you would go, eh, I didn't get it. There weren't enough zombies. <laughs> Did it make sense? Yeah, it totally made sense. Okay, because that was one of the things I've heard is that the end is just an absolute mess. It doesn't make sense. And it was uh, very self-indulgent on the part of the director. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, it's a movie about a play that's – it's a movie about a movie – that's a play. So there's a lot of like going back to the guy that's writing the play and going back to the director of the play. And then how would it actually be if it was this? And then it's the movie again. So there's a lot of back and well, forth. It does that shit though. Like evening standard was like that too, right? Was that what it was called? The one about the newspaper in France? Oh, um, was it like that? I don't remember. If like they would go back to like the that. article and then they would come back to the writers oh, yeah. talking about it and then it would go back to whatever the story was. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of his shtick. Wes Anderson. Yeah, it was. I And, you know, it was one of those movies where I was one of two people in the theater that was laughing, but <laughs> yeah. I was laughing loud. That's how it was when we saw Rushmore. Exactly. Like, we both thought that was very funny, but. Yeah, and we were the only ones. So, yeah, there there is one brief scene at the end that made me go, wait, what? what? But then it kept going. And okay. then I thought about it. I'm like, okay, that actually makes sense. It wasn't spoon fed to me. All right. Interesting. So, well, yeah. And the people that, that I have seen, like, criticizing it are, like, actual filmmakers. So it was interesting to, to see that point of view. Because usually, if anybody is going to be tolerant of filmmaking excess, it's going to be fellow filmmakers. <laughs> You'd think. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe right. they're all just in a bad mood. Right on. Well, I'll, I'll look for it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It looked, it looked like light fun from Wes Anderson. And I, th- I thought I would actually check that one out. Okay, and you know it's it's the deadpan delivery in a lot. That, so if you if you can't handle that, don't watch it, people. And then the complete opposite of that, although equally fun, I watched the animated film on Netflix, Nimona, which is taken from a comic book, and it's about a knight who is about to become a full fledged knight in front of God and everybody, and is suddenly cast down in disgrace, and he has to clear his name, and he's aided by a polymorph entity named Nimona. And Hmm. Nimona is a little girl, a little boy, a dragon, a mouse, a fox, a moose, a whale, whatever. And it's super duper fun. And I laughed out loud while I watched it. It's PG-13, maybe. It seemed pretty G-rated to me. There's a lot of press about it which I don't necessarily agree with that uh, it's it's an allegory for this, that, and the other thing. You can watch it. You could have your kid watch it and just freaking enjoy it and everybody go home happy and that's that. It sounds so, the way, from the way you describe it, it sounds almost like a Miyazaki film. Like what? Like, I don't know, any of them, Spirited Away. or the, A lot of those are considered like films that are good for kids, but also for adults, they have a deeper meaning. Princess Mononoke is ecological oh, okay. in nature. Uh, Miyazaki has different themes, but 
That's sort of what I thought was thinking of when you were describing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can say that. I'll I'll leave it to the viewers to, to watch it and interpret it on any level they wish, but you could just straight up watch it and enjoy it, and that's that. Okay. Uh, I mean, oh, God, Steve. What? They're the main character, the knight, he's a gay dude. Get over it. Other than that, you know, Why just are you fucking. Me to get over it. I'm telling everybody else to get over it. Is that a problem? Is that in the Not reviews for... people are bitching about? Yes. Or? Yes. Oh, there's there's always going to be someone film. that because bitches. The children. Think of the children. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's All a right. children's movie that's got someone in it. Oh, God. Yeah. Fucking get over yourself. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So what about you, Steve? What do you what do you, you know, I've been doing much? We only talked a week ago, but mm-hmm. uh, I went and saw a movie uh, on Thursday night. I went and saw a documentary called A Wandering Path, the story of Gilead Media. Are you familiar with Gilead Media? I can't say that I am not surprised. It is a <laughs> underground <laughs> record label based in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, which uh, focuses on underground doom, black metal hardcore, different flavors of metal. And uh, this is a documentary that was directed by Michael Dimmitt, who is a member in Mutilation Rights, one of the bands on their label, as well as uh, Overdose, was kind of like straight-up metal. And a uh, very cool film uh, just underlying the history of this label, the stories behind the different bands, uh, many of which uh, you probably wouldn't be familiar. I'm not familiar, but... Very well shot, very interesting, the stories of these different bands. Uh, some of these bands have af- actually gotten kind of big, like Panopticon and Mismore. I've seen at Northwest Terror Fest, so I'm familiar with some of the bands. Additionally, there's a lot of kind of cross-pollination, so bands will work with each other, like Thou will work with Mismore, who will also work with uh, Yellow Eyes, and they all seem to be sort of a tight-knit community. And uh, some of it also, there are a number of the bands that are based in Portland, Oregon, so uh, there's also sort of a new Northwest slant to it as well. So a really cool movie. I really enjoyed it. And uh, before that, uh, Accused AD played a short 30-minute set just prior to uh, the screening. So that was a lot of fun as well. Wow. Movies and music together? Yeah. Where Who would have thought? Where do you get ideas like that? Goodness. I just don't even... Yeah, so that was a really good time. I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, and additionally, speaking of music, I'm reading a book now called uh, Mud Ride, A Messy Trip Through the Grunge Explosion by Steve Turner, guitarist and founding member of Mud Honey. Uh, oh, cool. He grew up uh, in Seattle as a kid who would like skateboard downtown, and he started going to punk shows when he was still in high school, and then he formed a band, and then another band before he ended up like hooking up with Mark Arm with whom he would later go on to form Mud Honey, which uh, everybody knows uh, all the way back from like Touch Me, I'm Sick and the very early stuff to uh, they just released an album, Plastic Eternity, which uh, just came out a few months ago. So I went to a book signing at Third Place Books in uh, the Seattle area. And uh, he was uh, interviewed sort of by Jonathan Evanson, who is a well-awarded writer in his own right here in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, he was asking him a lot of questions kind of about the history and stuff. And one of the interesting things he pointed out was that uh, this is one of the first uh, grunge-era books that are from an inside view. So lots of books have been written by sort of reporters and music critics 
that were outside the scene, but not a lot has been written by people who were there at the time. You know what I mean? And so it was kind of interesting because, like, he gave shout-outs to, like, the accused, which was super cool that, you know, he mentioned that. And as you know, that's uh, one of my favorite bands in the area. So it was really cool to see his reading and uh, then now reading the book, learning a little more about Seattle music history. So uh, cool read. I'd say check it out. Right on. And, you know, we're both playing a game. We're playing Diablo, whatever it is, 4? Did you pick it up? Right on. Yeah. Yeah, you, you made it sound good. I picked it up. And I, too, am a good? necromancer. It's addictive, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's scratching the itch. It's it's fun. I mean, I could. I don't like the fact that you have to go online to play it every yeah. single freaking time, but right. minor bitch. But as long as you have internet, I don't think it's a problem. Where it would get annoying is if you, you know, your internet cut out when you're trying to play or something, and then you would be fucked. But, yeah, no, give me your take on it. Oh, yeah, no, you'd, you'd run around, and I, I'm still not exactly sure why to upgrade anything, because you're just always finding the next piece of loot. Right? But, okay, here's uh, what I think. I think when you, like, finish, they, they say, they say that when you finish the game, that's when the game starts. So maybe the the loot upgrades and the aspects and fine-tuning your build becomes a lot more important post-game. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Ah, but uh, I do like shooting magic at guys and making corpses explode and damaging my enemies and then having my skeleton warriors do their skeleton warrior thing. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, it's a good time. I like it, too. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, anything else, or should we uh, hit another tune? Let's hit another tune. All right. Once again, uh, this is a new one from Thomas Andrew Doyle from his 2023 release, Aberrant. This is After Storm Ideation.
All right, once again, that song was After Storm Ideation from Aberrant 2023 Incineration Ceremony Records. Once again, you can find Thomas Andrew Doyle's work at thomasandrewdoyle.bandcamp.com. Thank yous. Thanks to Thomas Andrew Doyle for joining us on the show. Again, it was a pleasure to speak with you. Our usual bullshit, you can reach the show at 425-296-6557 or via email to steve at bonehand.com. New content on bonehand.com all the time right now. So All the dang time. Keep an ear peeled. Yeah, unlike MightyWombat.com, where my stuff is, I haven't been doing a lot of stuff, just bare, barely putting cartoons out every couple weeks or so. I'm sorry, maybe, maybe it's just been too hot to cartoon. I'll get back on. <laughs> Current status in the office during this podcast, it is now 89.2 degrees with no fans on because I don't want to have the audio messed up. Aw, look at you, taking one for the team. Much appreciated, sir. My ears are still wet inside. You can find me on Twitter. I am Bonehand over there. I most often post uh, show release notes and information about the film festival. You can also find us on Facebook, where the offering is more robust. You can find good deals on video games, new albums by bands we featured on the show, shorts that we really dig but don't fit our film festival, all kinds of cool stuff. So join us there, won't you? Please. Once again, uh, if you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. One last tune tonight, Gordon, from Thomas Andrew Doyle and the latest release, Forgotten Sciences. This one is called Your Path to Take, 2023 Incineration Ceremony. I hope you dig it. Once again, this is Steve. This is Gord. Have a good one. I do have a good one.
like talking to a mime. What? Because <laughs> that's what I'm known for. That's what my wife complains about is me being so quiet all the time. You're mimery. No, you just you got two speeds. You're like like all out, like delivering a soliloquy with the the force of a verbal tsunami, or silent as the vast open nothingness of space. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly expressing what's in your head. <laughs>